0: Welcome back to the This Is Burrower podcast. We continue our trek on the Shamrock Trail when we stop at the Burrower News Printery. I'm Dean Franklin and this is Burrower. Our next stop on the Shenbrook Trail is the Bururah News Printery. So this is an interesting story, and so this one might take a little while, and we're talking about newspapers and the Bururah News. So the early newspapers were greatly valued for the insurmountable quantity of information they contained, bridging the gap between the old country and the new settlement. The papers, then the only form of media communication, gave full accounts of topics such as religion, politics, finance, insolvencies, court cases, murders, divorces, stories, correspondence and a host of trivia with an abundance of ad- advertisements. It was through these newspapers that have been found an unequaled source of information on Australia's early history in one complete form. News in the Burra district was first covered by newspapers from the surrounding towns such as Goulburn and Yass. John Walton was the Burra's agent for the Goulburn Herald in 1851, followed by Pat Hurley, from 1851 to 1856. John Hurley became the agent in 1856 as well as the Yass Courier. The agents catered for sales, placements of advertisements, correspondence and the payment of subscriptions. The first attempt at establishing a newspaper in Brewer was by George Dunmore Lang, the son of Dr John Dunmore Lang, who proudly occupied the Scotch Church for more than 50 years. George Lang brought with him from Sydney his printing press and commenced the Burrogong... The Courier and Lambing Flat General Advertiser at Young early in 1862. Financial trouble caused the paper to cease, and on the 1st of November 1862, George moved his press and himself to Borough. Lang leased a room at the Carpenter's Arm Hotel in Briar Street, later known as the Queen's arm Hotel, where he met the licensee Thomas Hannesy Corcoran. From this hotel was produced Borough's first newspaper, the Borough Times. On the 1st of January 1863. Unfortunately, after three weeks, the paper failed. T.H. Corcoran, in writing to the Yas twentieth 24th of June 1963, said the first advent of the Brewer Times under the able auspices of Mr. G.D. Lang will long rank as an error in the future archives of the Brewer District. George Lang's father, J.D. Lang, arrived in Brewer in January 1863 to finalise his son's affair. The plant was sold to T.H. Corcoran probably to cover the rent for £300. George Lang later in, entered into the partnership with Fred de Courcy Brown and produced The Guardian at Golgong. George died at Golgong in 1875, age 43. His father died three years later. T.H. Corquin then took over the plan and produced the paper under the name of the Borough Times, and in April 1863, M.D. Isaacs was the provider. Isaacs was a solicitor from Young who edited one of Young's earlier papers, The Miner. He later returned to his legal profession. The paper only lasted again for a short time, which was described as a brief and sickly existence and expired for the want of support. The printing press was moved back to Young and produced a paper there, which also failed. Then the plant was moved to Gundagai, where it produced the Murrumbidgee Herald, the Gundagai Express, and under De Courcy Brown, the Gundagai Herald. T.H. Corcoran, whom the press still belonged, went to Gundagai and sued the leaseholder and brought the press back to Burra in mid-1866. In August, with the proposed connection of the Telegraph to Burra, T.H. Corcoran began to make plans for a new paper, the Burra Telegraph, to be published twice weekly and double crown in size. A publication had commenced by the end of 1866 in the two-storey terrace building opposite the hotel in Browell Street. P. Dwyer was employed at a rate of £2.10 a week as a compositor. The paper had ceased by mid-1867. Due to Corcoran's ill health, caused by financial troubles, his effects were sold by arbitration in November 1867. Due to her husband's illness, Mrs Corcoran had given the printing plant to J.N. Ryan. In lieu of payment for over £172, Ryan had lent Corcoran over the period of time and for which he sued in February 1874 to recover. Because Mrs. Rico... Of course, Mrs. Corcoran had resold the plant to J.W. Costello and D.J. O'Neill for 60 pounds. D.H. Corcoran later returned to teaching. He retired in 1889 to Brewer, where he built the house Greenane in Barsden Street near the courthouse. He died in 1904. In April 1968, the Brewer Express commenced publication and was described as very credibly got up. But again, this paper ceased publication on the death of proprietor James Dunphy in August 1869. The printer was printed on Saturdays in Market Street. Murphy was an auctioneer and also secretary of the Borough Race Club. The fourth attempt at a newspaper in Brewer was with the Borough Independent. The first issue was on the 9th of October 1869 and and the full title was the Burwer Independent and Southwest Agricultural Gazette, which was printed at Young and was described as almost a reprint of the Boroughgong Times. This paper also failed soon after. John William Costello began to produce the Borough Advocate in, eight, in December 1869 after riding, arriving in Borough the year before. The paper had ceased by, by July 1873 and a second attempt was made to print a paper still, still titled the Borough Advocate in October 1873 under new management. The partnership that printed the paper was dissolved in February 1874 through a discre- disagreement. One of the partners was Father done. George Easton took over the paper and renamed it the Borough News, producing the first issue on the sixth of June 1874. The established 1873 date in the masthead refers to the date of the Advocate's first publication. Costello continued as a journalist for Easton and later for M.W. Barnes. He married Mary Comberford and they had two daughters and one son. He died in 1915 at 70 years of age. With George Easton at last, the paper found success – a vast improvement on the advocate. The paper was printed on Saturday mornings in a building on, on Allotment 5, Section 4, next to where the Guildhall now stands. The paper sold for sixpence or three shillings for three-month subscription paid in advance. Ill Health forced Eason to abandon the paper. The sale was established in, 18, in May 1877 and was sold to Malcolm Warner Burns, who took over about September of that year. What followed was a success was a successful 69 years of publication by one family ownership producing a remarkably informative newspaper. M.W. Burns was born in Northern Ireland in 1844 where he studied law and became obsessed with ideals that later surrounded him in controversy. This attitude often led to many hostile confrontations. In in 1878 he was sued by the editor of the Yas Courier, but was saved from going to trial by Attorney General, who declined to file an indictment against Barnes. Relations- relationships between the two papers was forever sour. In March 1878, Barnes, in March 1878, Burns moved his paper into the store, post office bazaar, alongside the Royal Hotel in Briar Street, which belonged to his friend Isaac Stevenson. The paper was then printed on Fridays. Whilst in these premises, a disagreement occurred over politics and religion between Stevenson and Burns, who were both Irish Protestants and were totally, with totally different views. Because of this agreement, the Borough of News moved into Mrs. Beck's building in Briar Street, adjoining the old Catholic grounds, in July 1880. It was over this disagreement that Stevenson decided to publish his own newspaper, as he could print the truth under the title of the Borough of Times. Stevenson's paper faced its first problem before it began as Burns held the copyright to the Brewer's Times and to the other two papers that were produced by the press. With this problem solved, the first copy of the Borough Times appeared on the 27th August 1880, although the paper wasn't registered until October and Burns still held the registration until then. Burns then began to add to the second page letterhead of his paper, incorporating the Borough Times, until he admitted the edition in 1887. Stevenson countered by suing Burns in December 1880 for rent owing on the previous premises, which surmounted to £186. Throughout the 1800s, the two editors, through their papers, provide an amusing series of entertainment for their readers, with the most sarcastic and vindictive insults aimed at each other, over politics and involving T.M.'s Slattery, the local member. This action no doubt promoted the sales of the paper, as readers awaited each edition with great anticipation to see who get out insult the other. Burns finally became disillusioned with Slatery's double dealings and resumed his friendship with Stevenson in 1887, but he he also lost the spirit that once was evident in his editorials. He died in 1902, a relatively young man, aged 58. The Borough of Times was printed in the building formerly occupied by the Borough of News, post office bazaar, on Fridays, then later on Wednesdays. Stevenson sold the paper about mid-1885 to Henry Muir Murra married Anne Wilding and later moved to Cobar, then to Lithgow, where Henry died in 1918, aged 50 years. Harry Young and O'Hara commenced the, the Borough News as an apprentice under Henry Murrow and later purchased the business in the 1890s. Harry O'Hara was the son of John O'Hara and Jane E. Preston, was born in 1874 and married Jane, Sarah Jane Wilson of Rye Park, who after Harry's death in 1926 took over the newspaper. She died in 1968, aged 81. The Borough Times was still printed in 1940, when it sister the Borough News, whose printing press had broken down, which shows a good relationship existed between the two papers. Binerlong also attempted publishing a newspaper in May 1888 with the Binerlong Argus, but the, its life was short-lived. The Borough News had moved to many locations during the, its life. In June 1885, it moved to Marsden Street, then in October 1886 to Court Street in the vicinity of the Old Council Chambers, in November 1890, the paper moved to Queen Street, part of the Royal Standard Hotel, in a room measuring 53 by 16 feet, where Burns also conducted a news agency. After the death of M.W. Burns, his widow, Margaret Burn conducted the paper and produced a refreshing approach to local news, local events and interests, far removed from the heavy reporting of a husband. Printery then moved in April 1905 to the corner of the courthouse hotel, in the office vac- vacated by the Union Bank. The hotel began alterations which incorporated the corner office, and the paper moved into the old hotel premises further down Briar Street at the end of 1908. A new printing plant was installed in 1911, and another modern press in 1912. In its wake, the Borough News saw the demise of the Hard and Murrumburra Herald in 1908, the Burrangong Argus in 1930, after 50 years of production, and the Goulburn Penny Post in 1927. During 1917, 168 Australian newspapers, 48 in New South Wales, had folded due to the paper shortages during the First World War. Another 12 papers had ceased in 1931 due to depression, including the Gundagai Times after 74 years' existence in the Ellsworthy family. In March 1913, the Borough News moved into the premises adjoining Demo's fish shop, leased from FA, who then owned West's Corner Block. The premier we was described as the most up-to-date office in the country. Gloria's lighting was installed in 1917 and additions were made to the building in 1927. The first photo to appear in the Borough News was that of the first council chambers and the first of the local identity was that of J.J. Cummins in December 1916. The first wedding photo to appear in the paper were the Halls and Cook's wedding in June 1948. Photographs were taken for the paper by Stuart Brown of the news agency. Under conditions of the Country Printing Awards, the Borough News... Ceased printing for two weeks over the Christmas break in 1923. The last issue for the year being the 21st of December. This was the first time the paper took a break from continuous printing. Career. Mrs. Margaret Burns died in 1923, and her daughter and son, Emily Maud and Osmond, continued with the paper, changing over to linotype, hot metal in 1925. The other Burns children were Walter, who married Jessie, the daughter of Isaac Stevenson, in 1913. He died in 1931 and Gordon, who lived at Weewa Osmond died in 1938, and Miss Emily, who had been a nurse prior to taking over the newspaper, died in 1948. The application was made in 1936 by O.W. Burns to build the prunery in Pudman Street. The building was erected by O.J. Stewart with the materials from the demolished flour mill building in Marsden Street. Production of the newspaper began in the new building on Saturday, 17th of October 1936. A.P. Webb took over the office, formerly occupied by the prunery, and it was eventually incorporated into the café. The Second World War created staff shortages in the prunery, and the high cost of newsprint resulted in the paper being reduced to six pages. The paper still was being rationed until the end of 1948. In 1943, the paper was printed at a large central printing company, the Cowra Guardian Pty Ltd of Cowra, and later printed at Bathurst Under-East to Raymond J. Neve and Robert Sullivans of Cowra. The Borough News was returned to Borough in July 1946 by its new owners, R.T. Sullivan and Cyril W. Heinrich, who produced the tabloid half the size of the old paper. In 1947, Cyril Heinrich and Greg Gray O'Hara took over the management. Then in October, Greg O'Hara was the sole owner. Greg O'Hara was the son of Harry Allen and Jane O'Hara, who op- operated the Borough Times. He joined the Borough News after his discharge from the RAF, and he continued with the paper until he retired due to ill health he died in 1976. The Borough News was re-registered with the name changed to the Borough News in February 1950. The Borough News was re-registered with the name changed to the Borough News in February 1951. Under the Country Press Association awards, the Borough News received commendation in 1952 and again in 1953, and in 1954 won first prize in this competition out of 70 entries. In 1958, the paper won the W.A. Richards Bronze Trophy for the best-produced weekly newspaper. The modern news plant was installed in 1956 and the, was now printed on Thursdays. The Harden Advocate had printed the Brewer news from 1973 until it was trent, returned to Brewer in October 1976 and taken over by G.G. J.R. Bruce. They occupied the office at 35 Mastery Street until the Brewery Printery, then separated from the newspaper, had ceased in April 18, 1989, and the Brewery News Office moved to Pudman Street in part of J.J. J. Cummins' building. Bradley Holding of Tamura and Barry Clark of Cootamundra took over in 1980, with Mary Clark and Colin Bruce as shareholders. In March 1982, Colin Bruce's share was transferred to Derek Mason, who had commenced at the Brewery News in 1963 as a part-time reporter supplement Southeast magazine became a regular feature in the paper from March 1979 and now it contains the Southern Weekly magazine. The and News had the honour of being the first newspaper in New South Wales to be microfilmed for the years of 1874 to 1969 under the Bicentenary Scheme and the paper featured in special launching in October 1986 of, at the State Library by the then New South Wales Premier Barry Unsworth. Because of the high cost of production and wages, the Brewery News like all small centre publications is printed in at heart and under a centralised printing system with all modern processes. This method of production will ultimately include all small publications. The Brewer News is one of the largest running country newspapers still in production, a vital asset to the community and in the process it documents Brewer's history for future generations. On the next episode of the podcast we continue on our trek on the Shamrock Trail with a stop at the JJ Cummins building. I'm Dane Franklin and this is Borowa.